Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, I bring you amazing real estate investing badass women that are crushing it in the real estate world. And today's guest is certainly no exception. I'm super excited to have with us today Laura Alamary, who has been a real estate investor for over 30 years now. And she's mentor to new and experienced real estate investors. She has experience in all aspects of real estate investing from wholesale, buy and hold, flips, raising private money, from acquisition to disposition of the properties. And she has a team of investors and partners with a proven track record who can do it all. Amazing. Welcome, Laura. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Actually, it was really fun. I met you at a lunch because you and your daughter work together and you have these lunches for women investors all over the country. So you came to Los Angeles and I came there and met you and it was awesome. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank Um, you for hosting me. That's great. (laughs) It's my pleasure. Now, tell me, how did you get started in real estate investing? I know you've been doing it for a long time. You've been in this game for over 30 years. What got you started? Well, actually, it's kind of funny. I was looking for a side job to do while I was in college. I said something that can pay for college, and I was going for my uh, accounting degree. And happened to be in Hawaii at the time, back in Honolulu. And I saw the real estate back then. It was really, things were booming. At the end of the 80s, prices more than doubled on the island. And so I decided I wanted to become an agent, as I said, as a side business. And when I became an agent, I went to work for this company, which was called Dorman and Associates. And uh, the broker of the company was a woman. She hired basically only women to work in the office. She had 75 agents and 74 were women. The reason because she thought that women were better in real estate, it was better as agents, but also as investors. She was one of the pioneers on the island. She built a lot of the condos and developments on the islands back in the 50s before it became an estate. So she got me open to the possibilities. So I was a successful agent from the beginning because I was around these talented people. And then when I moved to the mainland in 91, I went into real estate investing, so I didn't really sell for anybody, although I had my license for almost 30 years, but I kept a license for my own use, but then I switched to real estate investing instead of being a broker. Amazing. So what was your first real estate investment? My first thing, well, in Hawaii, I started buying property to live in and fix it up and move up. So I started with a townhouse. I bought a townhouse, we fixed it up, we sold it for 125% profit 18 nice. months later. And then we bought the house, we sold that, and then we went into a $1.2 million property, which was a probate. And then after that, we moved to the mainland. Then I started buying rental properties with the money that I had accumulated in Hawaii. So I went into rentals, and then eventually I went into wholesaling. But my first property was my own property that I bought and fixed it up and sold it. Mm, Love it. So what is you've done over the past 30 years, lots of different types of investing from flipping, buy and hold, wholesaling. What's your current focus? Wholesaling, honestly. 
I'm at a point in my life I really don't want to have too much responsibility. So where, you know, we buy and uh, just flip the contracts, basically. So I still had rentals in partnership, had rentals for over 20 years. But as far as my focus right now, we buy and fix, I'm sorry, buy and flip or assign contracts. Mm, I love that. So why do you like wholesaling? Like I said, there's not really much. It's not the easiest strategy, as I say, but it's the less risky. Okay. Mm. It's not the easiest because there is a lot of moving parts that you have the right timing of everything. But especially if you don't want to commit yourself or your resources or you're starting out, this is the quickest way to get going in the business. And also, like I said, you can do this virtually. You can do it anywhere in the world. You can be traveling and do this just with the phone. So you're just putting transactions together. Since you're not buying the property to keep it, you really don't even have to look at the property. So you are in Florida. And where are your wholesale deals? Right now, we have three markets. We have a South Florida and Philadelphia and St. Louis. Okay. It's kind of to leverage risk. I don't like to put my eggs in one basket. So, you know, there are three different markets that if one market starts having issues, well, we have the other markets going. Nice. And how are you finding these properties? It's all virtual tools that are available out there. A lot of things you can buy list, of course. We like to access public databases like evictions list or uh, uh, foreclosures. But a lot of stuff, stuff we could do is online, list that we get online. I love that. That's great for busy women. <laughs> it's great for Yes, it is. Yeah. You can really set this business in a way that is virtual. And if your time is a concern, you know, we are going through a four-week challenge right now, work with students, and we tell them to close the deal in four weeks. And every day, every morning, we give them one step to do that day, just one simple step. And uh, we're only in the second week of the challenge, and people are already having things coming through. So it's very powerful. You just have to do a consistency. It's so important to do something every day. Yeah, love it. So how can people find out about this challenge? Oh, it's a part of my students. So, you know, once they joined one of my wholesaling programs, this Mm -hmm. is where we teach. So they can just go to the website, realestateinvestingwomen.com, and they can schedule a call with us and make sure they tell us they're referred by you. And, you know, we can explain to them how that works. Fabulous. All right. So switching gears a little bit, I'm going to ask you a question that I always ask all my guests because I find we learn so much more when things don't work out (laughs) than when they do. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? I think I always say don't work with partners. Have people work for you, not with you. Mm. And that to me, uh, for my business, when I started opening my doors and forming partnerships, that's where it created a lot of problems. So right now is, you know, be in um, control of your business. Mm. Hire people to work for you, but don't give them a piece of your business. Interesting. So give me an example of when you did that and it didn't work out. Uh, when well, this was uh, years ago when I was actually heavily into fix and flips, mm-hmm. and we had a a company where I was supposed I was the one getting the properties, buying it at an auction, getting all the private money lined up. 
And then I was in partnership with people that were supposed to supervise the work, and I was given a percentage of the profit. Well, you know, that didn't work out really well. So at the end of the day, I had to do everything. <laughs> I had to supervise the work, go to auction, buy the property, line up the money, and it got really hectic when we started having over 20, pe- 20 properties at a time. Yeah. So I ended up breaking the partnership and firing everybody and just hire people to work with me as project manager for me. So I would just pay them a salary instead of opening up in a partnership. So that was the biggest mistake. And then after that, like I said, I'm always working, just hiring people for me, not with me. And sometimes you have to be careful. Like a lot of time I have people that come to me even for wholesaling. They're two partners. They want to work together. You know, it's a little different sometimes if it's husband and wife. That's different. But if you have, you know, two friends, it can break friendships. It can create certain issues. So that's why I say be careful who you work with. Mm. Interesting. I actually work a lot with people in partnership, but I do make sure I have very clear contracts beforehand <laughs> for just that reason. You know, when things go wrong or everyone knows exactly what their responsibilities are, I think that's very important. But yeah, if you don't have that, then it can ruin friendships, ruin relationships. And well, like I hire, if I do a fix and flip, you know, I hire project managers. So they're not in partnership. They work for me. Yeah, wholesaling, you really don't need, unless you're working with your spouse or your, you know, your friend that you know is, just be careful though, that it's very clear who does what and when and keep yeah. the responsibility yeah. so not one of you is pulling the whole weight. Great, Great advice. So what are you most proud of? Right now, I'm writing actually a book. I'm writing a book. I was thinking what to write. There's a lot about real estate books out there. And I'm actually compiling interviews of women that I've known through my life that have inspired me to become real estate investors and have set an example. Unfortunately, some of them passed away because it's been 25, 30 years. But I am actually in contact with their family and writing these interviews. And it's their things that bring tears to my eyes because to see what they had to go through to really, you know, think about it. 30, 40, 50 years ago, women were not really seen in this world. I mean, you know, it tends to be a man's world anyway. But imagine these women that in the 50s, 60s, and 70s were able to go out there and be investors and really believe and be pioneers in this field. So I'm uh, compiling all these interviews, and some of them are more recent. Some of them are students of mine that, you know, opened up five, six years ago, and they're doing so well. So I'm compiling all these interviews and see how they changed their life, what prompted them to finally do this, and what success made a difference in their life. And one of the things I noticed with women is that they want to empower other women. You know, it's not just about them being successful. It's like, okay, I'm successful, but how can I help somebody else being successful as well? So I see a lot of that with women more than men. So true. In my uh, event, the Wealth of Real Estate event, we have this mantra, I'm here to be financially free and to bring my sisters along with me. And I find that that's, that's how a lot of us women are wired to give back. So right. You have been very successful over these past 30-plus years in investing. To what do you attribute your success? I think a consistency, a really consistency and focus, you know, kind of a stubbornness about it, not ever taking a no for an answer. I always say I have a, a, what I call a pitbull mentality where 
I never let things go. You know, if there is a deal, I'm not going to walk away from the deal until there is nothing, nothing left to do. <laughs> and uh, so being consistent, focused, and also being very persistent, you know, and being yeah. the one, the glue that keeps things together is what is definitely successful. Mm, awesome. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? Do something every day. And one of the things I ran across, and I was actually talking to somebody on the phone call before I was on this podcast, her biggest issue is time management. You know, and as as women, we take on so much, right? In her situation, she's taking care of a mother that has bad health. She's going to school and she's going to work. And so she's like, how do I give any time at all? And I say to her, can you carve one hour a day? Maybe it doesn't have to be a whole hour at one time, maybe 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, because she said, I believe in real estate. I believe this can be my next step. You know, I don't have to work so hard if I can just do real estate, even if I close a deal a month. And I was like, just find the time consistent. If you have to get up earlier and do it, that's what you do. When I made my switch, because I came to the mainland in 91 and I was in college and then I went to work corporate. And then in 95, I decided I was going to transition into real estate full time. I decided that, you know, I think 95, there was not much internet or tools, you know, cell phone was a dollar a minute. It was crazy. (laughs) So what I did is every day, and I had three small kids. My uh, oldest kid at the time was six years old. And I, every day I will come home from corporate, you know, take care of the kids and my kids will go to bed about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And then every night between 7.38 to 9.30, 10 o'clock, I did what I had to do. And then the following day during my lunch hour, I would just run out to my car and make my calls. And the thing is, I knew that if I could do this consistently and do what I can within three to six months, I was going to quit my job and do this full time. And that's what I did. So mm-hmm. it's that type of discipline. And I know everybody's busy with all the things to do. But if I did it in the situation I was, and this lady I just talked to, that she has, you know, all this commitment during her life and she's doing it, it's just about carving that hour of time and being consistent every day. Yeah. I mean, everyone has the 24 hours. And I know, especially if you're a mom, it can feel like you have so much going on. But I always tell people, like, how much TV do you watch a day? Like, maybe you could just take one hour out of TV. I mean, the average American, I think, watches like five to seven hours or something a day. I was like, just take one of those hours and focus on, you know, this wealth building. You can do it. So I love that. That's great advice. And the thing is setting a goal because people tell me, yeah, but I'm so tired after work. That's my way to relax, right? And I was like, yeah, but what if somebody told you, you do this in three months, you can quit your job, you can, your life will be totally different because you're doing this. You do what it takes to make that happen. And that's why you have to look at it. It's not forever, just for a little while. Then you can do this anytime. Yeah, it's like the quote. I can't remember who said it, but if you do, if you do what's hard now, then your life will be easy. If you do what's easy, then your life right. will be hard, right. right? So it's you know sometimes you just you push a little bit right now to pave the way for later. And one last question before we get into the Trinity: What do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? I should have started with wholesaling first. I kind of went reverse. I went into buy and hold, and then I went into fix and flip. I went to wholesaling. 
I didn't have really much money beside the money. I, I took all the money I had from the islands and I invested in real estate, but I leveraged myself also so much. And I didn't understand the process, you know, of the tenant. So it was responsibility and I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand the business. I was really young. So honestly, I tell people wholesaling, even if it's not your ideal strategy, but that gives you the confidence to go out there and know how to talk to people, negotiate. And like I said, don't really have any risk because you don't have any of your money or financial resources tied into it. So I wish I could have started that first instead of putting all my money into it and leveraging myself on top of it. Because honestly, I scared myself out of this. I told my companies, I was very fortunate to do that. The process was selling. I found out there was a demand for those properties. So then I started finding other properties, which I wasn't buying. I was just selling. That to me yeah. is to get your confidence out there, to know how to talk to people, how to find deals, analyzing deals. That starts with wholesaling. Then very quickly, you can move into buying whole fix some flips and uh but then you especially if you don't have any money set aside that can also build up your capital because you need some cash reserve you need some money set aside if you get yeah. you buy hold of fix and flip you can't just do it on your credit cards if anybody tells you to do it in your credit cards you know they're telling you wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh interesting i've actually never wholesaled the deal so it's interesting and that, oh, but yeah, I, I, know I know a lot of people start that way and it's a great strategy for a lot of people so before we get into our famed end of show trinity which is a brag of gratitude and desire how can people reach you and find out more about you and you can uh, go to our website, and I say ours because me and my daughter, Liz, she actually is on the forefront of the website, is realestateinvestingwomen.com. Okay, realestateinvestingwomen.com. And now it's time for the Trinity. So what's one thing that you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? I would say the celebrating is really changing my business around. For me, being an old-timer, being in real estate for so long, I was used to do things a certain way and now really building up systems and building up this business to be virtual so I can travel around the world and still do deals. That's what I've been focusing on and it's working really well. Mm, well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? I'm grateful to be around people and meet people like you <laughs> that are in inspirations and they have this generosity about helping other people because I think we're all connected and at the end of the day it's very important that if you learn and you're so fortunate to be successful that you turn around and help other people so to be around a lot of these people in my life right now I'm really grateful mm, beautiful and lastly what's one thing you desire one thing I desire is to travel a lot more mm. <laughs> And that's why real estate right now for me, I am setting up in this virtual. I have done deals like last year I was uh, gone for six weeks. And uh, it was funny because I was doing deals on a cruise ship in the middle of the Atlantic nice. uh, just by using Google Voice uh, and the Internet. Uh, this fall, I'm going to be gone for seven weeks. Actually, I, I'm taking a cruise from San Francisco to Australia 
and then we're going for Australia for two, three weeks, and everything is going to be done virtual. So I've already done this for a couple of years where we're using just a phone, an, an app on my phone, and doing deals wherever you are. People don't have to know they are in the middle of the Atlantic doing deals. <laughs> so that's my thing is, like, really create a business that affords me a certain lifestyle, of course, and I can do from anywhere in the world. Mm, beautiful. Well, so shall your desire for more travel be as you desire it or so much better than you can imagine under grace and in perfect ways. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura. That was awesome. And, again, if you want to connect with her, go to realestateinvestingwomen.com. And to connect with me, go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. And subscribe and check us out next week for another amazing Real Estate Investing Goddess interview. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.